Yeah, Sakina, I mean, it's, it, it's quite a drastic turnaround in the UK ever since the Brexit vote and how the narrative has changed. You know, I think uh, if you take a look at what the economic data indicators are indicating, um, it sort of makes sense that the Bank of England was forced a little bit to cut interest rates. So, I mean, while we're still waiting for the economic data to come out to absorb the impact of Brexit, what we do know is that it has had a drastic impact on confidence and it's had a drastic impact on uh, business investment. And that's obviously going to translate into lower economic growth over the coming quarters and hence the Bank of England's decision to step in with stimulus. So it wasn't just an interest rate cut. They've also decided to start printing money and adding more stimulus to the economy. So if we look at the stimulus package which they've rolled out, it equates to essentially um, you know, a further $170 billion of stimulus added, $100 billion loan package to, to, to UK banks um, you know, to prevent a liquidity crisis and the Bank of England seems determined uh, to prevent that, which they've continuously reiterated since the Brexit vote. Um, And there's a further $70 billion uh, being added in stimulus in terms of quantitative easing or purchasing of of, of bonds, and that would translate to about $60 billion, uh, sorry, $70 billion. So that would translate to about $60 billion of gilts and about $10 billion of corporate bonds, Sakina. So the Bank of England rolling out the bazooka of stimulus, um, you know, the, if you look, have a look at what their estimates for GDP growth are, that would per, make perfect sense. I mean, uh, the estimates for growth in 2017 have been revised to under 1% from just over 2% uh, before the Brexit vote. We obviously saw the PMI numbers coming out just the other day. We saw a contraction in the UK manufacturing sector for the month of July, which is a drastic turnaround uh, from what it was uh, coming into 2016 and leading up to the Brexit vote. Um, you know, Sakina, so I think the, 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 the biggest problem here is that the impact of Brexit is being felt. The Bank of England is trying to prevent a further decline um, in business and consumer confidence, trying to prevent a further uh, or, or an uptick in, in, in unemployment. And uh, in fact, even mentioning that they're willing to tolerate higher inflation for longer. Um, and, 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 and they gave an indication of that with uh, the target inf- inflation rate now expected to reach um, its 2% level by the end of next year as opposed to the second quarter of 2018, which was what the estimate was at, at, at the last MPC meeting. So, you know, Sakina, I think uh, all in all it's about uh, a declining economic confidence in the UK, uh, declining prospects of economic growth after businesses are going to be a bit more circumspect to spend in the, in, in, in the wake of the Brexit vote. And it's about trying to keep consumer confidence and business confidence propped up. And, uh, you know, we saw the impact of that on emerging market currencies. We saw the RAND strengthening uh, by quite a significant amount. It closed at its highest level um, since October last year, so reaching a nine-month high. Um, you know, we, 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 saw the, we, we saw a number of emerging market currencies benefit off of that, but the RAND, in fact, was the largest benefactor of the decision, and that may have something to do with the local election results as well. But all in all, Sakina, adding more stimulus to the system, um, you know, and we, we're seeing emerging market currencies and emerging market assets uh, benefiting off that. And then, Nadir, U.S. job numbers are coming out today. What can we expect there? 
Yeah, Sakina, it's always a big one. You know, the, the, the last number we saw for the month of June was a bumper payroll number, 287,000 jobs added for the month. Um, if we look at what's expected for July, we're expecting around 180,000 jobs uh, to be added in the U.S. economy. And, you know, as, as we've previously mentioned uh, a number of times, this puts the U.S. Federal Reserve in quite a conundrum because the data is getting uh, quite good out of the U.S. The economic data has all been moderate to good coming out of the U.S. economy, indicating that it probably supports an interest rate increase. But uh, talks of an interest rate increase result in financial conditions in the U.S. tightening, um, and that obviously has a drastic impact on, on, on dragging economic growth. So we're going to wait with bated breath for what the number is. The market obviously moves quite significantly on this U.S. jobs numbers whenever it, it, it's released. Um, and if it's a disappointing number, you know, I think we may see the market price starting to price in lower interest rates for longer from the Federal Reserve because they want data to – it's almost as if they want data which would result in them being able to sit on their hands and not increase interest rates. Uh, but the data is not playing ball and, and, and is not being supportive. So, you know, this, this, this indication of data dependence is almost dependent on what the data is going to be, Sakina, and I think I think, uh, you know, that, that, that's obviously creating uh, some issues for, for, for the U.S. economy. But uh, all in all, a big number obviously affects emerging markets quite a lot because of the global search for yield that's been going on. Just similarly as a, a cut in uh, U.K. interest rates resulted in some inflows into the emerging markets. I think a disappointing jobs number uh, should certainly support emerging market currencies on the back of an expectation for uh, U.S. interest rates to remain lower for longer. And then also uh, here at home, MTN interim results uh, expected out today as well, Nadir. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a disappointing set of numbers, Sakina. I mean, we know that. The indication that uh, MTN has provided to the market is for headline earnings per share loss. Uh, for the first half of the year to June, uh, to June 30th, 2016. Um, and it's due to a number of factors. The fine is obviously a big contributor to that. Um, and, 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 and if we look at the expectation of the loss, it's somewhere between uh, 4 and 70 and 6 and 70 headline earnings per share loss uh, uh, per share. Um, and if we compare this to the same period last year, this was a, this was a 6 and 70 uh, headline earnings per share gain. Uh, so, you know, it is a big swing in the results. Result for MTN, the the, the the fine contributes about four and seventy um, of that of that headline earnings per share loss. Um, so it's, it's so even if it wasn't for the fine, Sakina, it would be a drastic decline in MTN earnings per share. And I think it's just indicative of uh, the conditions of the of, of the markets they are operating in. And two, it's obviously translating in, in, in from significant currency losses. So if you look at the biggest contributor to earnings and the biggest contributor to free cash flow is obviously Nigeria. Uh, we've seen the Nigerian Naira coming under significant pressure as the price of oil has been coming under pressure, um, and, and, and that's obviously been impacting translation gains. The other thing that's been impacting uh, the headline per earning share growth is that they've been investing quite a significant amount of free cash flow um, into infrastructure in Nigeria and uh, getting the infrastructure for data up to speed, and that's obviously been a massive drag on earnings given the significant nature um, of that investment and the, the, the significant cost of such infrastructure. 
but you know, MTN really playing the long game there in terms of gaining a bigger share of the data markets in 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 in, in on the African continent. And uh, the reason they've been doing that is that data, as a as opposed to voice calls, has really been where the growth has been, uh, Sakina. So all in all, a slowdown in the Nigerian economy from a declining oil price. Uh, you know, the consumers feeling the bite of a lower oil price and having less disposable income, uh, slowing down headline earnings growth, um, then the translation gains of a weaker Naira, and also the fine. So it's really the triple whammy which is being, which is expected to affect MTN's earnings. It's obviously been, uh, being, being, uh, you know, impacted in a significantly weaker uh, share price um, over the last 12 months or so, as this has gradually been uh, factored into the price. Uh, but uh, not expecting a good earnings result, Sakina, and we'll have to wait and see what comes up. But uh, the stock is trading fairly cheaply on the back of this negative news, and one wonders at what at what level does this uh, start offering some value as this as this bad news is ultimately factored in. I mean, uh, when when the the, the the finalization of the fine was announced and was lower than what was expected, we saw a strong rally in the share price on the back of the kind of valuation it's trading on. Uh, so you know. If MTN should should once the investment be out the system and they return to earnings growth again, um, you know one wonders at what point that will happen and at what point the share starts offering some value. Well, Nadir, thanks so much for that, and uh, have a happy weekend. Uh, that was Nadir Token, analyst at Twenty Seven Four Investment Managers.